This is a Sword of Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to Sorta of Star Wars Podcast, a podcast that's sorta of about Star Wars and sorta of about everything else. And today is going to be about Star Wars, sort of. Um, I was trying to find any sort of Thanksgiving um, related Star Wars things because Thanksgiving was yesterday. Um, and I didn't really come up with much. There's always this thing in the back of my mind around the holidays. That is Star Wars related that I never really want to pursue, but I decided this year I'm going to do it. You may know what this is. Um, we are talking about the Star Wars holiday special, and with me to talk about it is nobody. It's just me. Um, and honestly, I don't think I could get anybody else to watch this movie and talk about it with me anyways, so that's why it's just going to be me this time. Um, so hopefully that's okay with you. And what I've done is what my plan is, is I'm going to watch this movie 30 minutes at a time, take a break and then talk about what happened in the last, in the most recent 30 minutes. I just watched to 30 minutes in, um, it's going to be hard to go for the next, uh, hour uh, yeah, hour and seven minutes. It's an hour and 37 minutes long. So basically, just to give everyone uh, uh, information about what the Star Wars Holiday Special is. I'm not talking about the Lego Holiday Special that came out last year. That is leagues better than this one. This was a live action movie that came out in 1978. Um, so came out between Star Wars A New Hope and Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Um, it actually came out the week before Thanksgiving, uh, November 17th, 1978, and it is absolutely horrible. Um, any Star Wars fan, no matter how big of a Star Wars fan they are, will tell you that it is not good. George Lucas himself has been quoted as saying that if he could find every copy, or how do you say it, if he had enough money, or if he had enough time, or... If he could achieve one goal in life, it would be to find every copy of the holiday special and burn it. Like, he does not like it. Nobody likes it. Um, but I have tried to watch it several times. And each time, I get about 30 to 45 minutes in and I give up. And um, to give a little more backstory about it, um, like I said, it came out in 1978. A big thing that happened during this, um, which we'll get to later, is that Boba Fett was introduced into this. So we got a lot of Boba Fett news lately, um, you know, about his own show, Book of Boba. It's coming out later this year, um, close to Christmas, I believe. Um, we got, you know, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Lots of people like Boba Fett, and we're just getting more and more of him. And it all started back in 1978. In this holiday special, there's a little animated short in the middle somewhere. I've never seen it because I never made it that far um, that features Boba Fett. And so we're going to get to that a little later on. But that was one of the big things um, about this. So I'm going to take it 30 minutes at a time. Maybe that way I can kind of break it down. I was debating whether I just want to watch it while talking about it or if I want to watch the whole thing and take notes, talk about it all at once. But... I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. If I can just break it into 30 minutes at a time, I think that's a, um, a manageable task. Um, but that said, with everything that's wrong with this movie, it's got the same cast as Star Wars. Well, a lot of the same cast. It's got James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. It's got Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Han, um, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. It's got Peter Mayhew as uh, Chewbacca. So it's got everybody coming back in their roles as before. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Everyone's back. And it has all the, th it has all the elements to make something good. Um, even the whole premise is good, right? We've got... So the premise is... Uh, Han and Chewbacca are out in the stars somewhere and Chew and Han is trying to get Chewie home um, to his family for Life Day. Life Day is like, I guess the Christmas or Thanksgiving, I'm not sure, of in the Star Wars universe. Um, and so it's like a big major holiday 
and they're trying to get Chewbacca home to his family for that holiday. Um, and they just run into problems. And so we meet Chewbacca's family. Um, his wife's name is Mala. His, his dad's name is Itchy. And his son's name is Lumpy. If we remember, Chewbacca is like a nickname. Um, like his name is like some long thing. I mean, maybe not a nickname. I guess it's the English interpretation of his name. But Chewie is the nickname. But his dad's name is Itchy, and his son's name is Lumpy. That's very confusing because are are those nicknames for like Lumpbaka and Itchibaka? Like, I don't know. Itchy, Lumpy, that's the most creative they could be. I guess Chewy, Itchy, Lumpy, and Mala. It's just, it's a strange. And his dad, Itchy? You gotta look up pictures of this guy. I mean, it is absolutely the weirdest Wookiee you could have ever seen. His Mala, his wife, looks just like Chewbacca almost. Um, and Lumpy is like very strange. It's just very strange overall. Um, so, what we've got so far. Um, as soon as it starts, you can tell it's a it's a TV special. I mean, immediately the props, the very very opening scene shows Harrison Ford and or shows Han and Chewbacca in the Falcon um, being approached by some Star Destroyers that they're trying to outrun, and like you get a picture in the you get a video in the cockpit of them, and everything just looks weird. It just looks different. Like like right away you're like this is not how it normally looks. Um, and so right away you can tell it's a TV budget, which is strange because they already have everything from the first movie. They already have all the set elements and things like that, I would think. So um, it's to the point, a lot of this is to the point where it looks so hokey that it looks like it's somebody ripping off Star Wars with the characters from Star Wars and the actors from Star Wars. So it's just very strange how hokey it is. Um and they like re- went really hard on like, um, like futuristic type of thing, um, with like gadgets and screens and stuff like that. Which Star Wars was never really about the like gadgetry of the future. Like they had like some things, um, holograms and stuff like that. But this seems to focus really heavily on uh, different forms of like internet and communication and TV and stuff like that. Um, so we get a picture of Luke pretty early on. Um, I'm going to like, I've already started, but I'm going to try to walk through the first, uh, 30 minutes here. Um, it looks like they're getting ready for life day. Um, Chewbacca's family, but here's the thing on the planet that they are on, which I was pretty sure was Kashyyyk. Cause that's like where all the Wookiees are from Kashyyyk. Um, but they, they do refer, um, one of the M- Imperial people refer to the planet as Kazuk. Um, so I don't know. I didn't do any research on that. Um, if Kazuk is another planet, um, or if they're mispronouncing Kashyyyk or whatever. But either way, Wookiees do not speak, speak English. Chewbacca does not speak English. We know that, um, Han can understand him um the language they speak is called shriwook and we get a ton of shriwook even in the first 30 minutes there are entire scenes where you don't get any english it's just uh the mom and the grandfather and the son all just talking to each other motioning to each other talking in shriwook with no subtitles there's no subtitles. How like we're supposed to guess everything they're saying by the motions and the reactions of the of the characters saying these things, but like maybe not, I mean, what I'm watching here is a ripoff of TV. Like it's a like someone like recorded the program from TV when it aired. And that's what we're watching because it even has like every once in a while I'll show like Channel 7, WHIO News, Dayton, Ohio, whatever it is. Um and I just don't understand 
um, why they wouldn't put subtitles on. That's really confusing to me um, because I feel like that would be really helpful and easy to do. Um, but anyways, so we get long scenes of just audio that you can't understand at all. And so that's really frustrating to watch uh, when you don't know what they're saying. Now, um, we see Luke, okay? So Mala is starting to get things ready uh, for Life Day. She looks like she's starting to prepare a meal or something like that. And she's got her apron on. Um, and But she's really worried about uh, Chewbacca. So she goes to the computer and tries to find his, like... Uh, tries to find the Millennium Falcon in the computer log and can't locate it. It's not where it's supposed to be. So then um, she goes to her a TV or a monitor of some sort and just like cues it up and there's Luke working on some piece of machinery with R2-D2. She just like drops in on him like right away. Like you can access the screen anytime. Like... Anytime you want and you can't stop the person from joining. I don't know how it works. But all of a sudden you just see her watching this small monitor and Luke comes up. And Luke is like, oh, hey, Mala, what's going on? And Luke is almost unrecognizable. It's almost like they found someone that looks a lot like Mark Hamill. Um, and gave him a lot of makeup. And, and like it's a different hairstyle. Like It looks like Luke maybe went, or it looks like Mark Hamill maybe like, was babysitting some, like, kids, and they're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to, like, do makeup on you? And Mark's like, okay, no, I can't, I have a shoot later. And they're like, come on, Uncle Mark, let us put, practice our makeup on you. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Because he has so much makeup on. It's crazy. And it just makes him look really weird. And he's talking to Mala and stuff like that um, about where uh, Han was and Chewbacca are and stuff like that so apparently she has this device that can just drop in um, because shortly after she talks to Luke she she drops in on somebody else that we don't know who it is it's like a shop um, and you're just like you drop into the shop as she's watching it and like there's people talking and um, there's like a salesman and a guy looking around and they're interacting. And then you see that, oh, this guy sees Mala on the screen and he calls her a wall screen um, customer. So I guess it's this is a way that you can shop in the future. You can shop at a restaurant by just dropping in on the screen in the restaurant and telling them what you want. Um, so she's talking to him for a little while and then she goes back to trying to find... Where Chewie is with no luck and stuff like that. So she decides she's going to start making dinner. And this is where, I mean, if you've if you've endured the first 20 minutes of only, of pretty much only Shrewook and no English other than Luke and this other uh, clerk at the store. If you've made it this far, this is where it starts to get weird. Um, there's a small part where Lumpy, the son, tries to... Um, entertain himself since he's worried about his dad. He entertains himself by putting this like little video into this table. And it's like that table that they play like the hollow chess on. I forget the actual name. Um, Jarek or something. I forget. Um, and like now there's like this musical number. And these like acrobats are coming out. These like hologram acrobats. They're like four inches tall are like coming out onto this table and there's this music playing and it goes back and forth between the acrobats doing their little tricks and Lumpy's face and Lumpy's face during these scenes. Oh my word. It's so strange. He's making these like his eyes are wide. His mouth is doing weird things. And then later on, you know, different acrobats are juggling or whatever they're doing. And there's weird music playing and it's just so strange. And it's like five or six or seven minutes well, maybe it just seemed like that. I think it did look, and maybe it's like two or three minutes, but it seems like it's like, oh my goodness, this is going on for 10 minutes. Um, but really, it's only like uh, like uh, two minutes. Uh, anyways, 
Man, my description of the 30 minutes is going to take as long as 30 minutes just to try and describe to you guys what I'm seeing. But anyways, so that that's weird. And then Mala decides she's going to start making a meal. So she watches this like how-to video on like how to make this meal um, for uh, Life Day uh, called Bantha Surprise. And there's obviously a man dressed up like a woman making, she's got like big hair, like a cape dress, like a purple dress with like literally a cape on the back with big, like she's got gloves on. She's got big like shoulder pads. It's very strange, very strange stuff. And she starts to show you how to make this um, Bantha surprise. And and it's getting like, she's like adding the ingredients that you've never heard of. And she's like saying, you know, she's taking her one hand, you got to, you know, stir it with this hand. And then she takes her other hand, you got to whip it with this hand. And then a third hand pops out of nowhere. She's like, and while you're doing that, you have to beat it. And then a fourth hand pops out of nowhere. And it's obviously someone behind the back of the main uh, cooking instructor uh, just reaching their hands and behind the back and like helping them. It's like that whose line is it anyway type of deal where like the person in front can't move their hands and so the person behind moves them. Um, but now we're supposed to believe this person has four hands um, and they're cooking and then Mala gives up on the meal because uh, it was getting too difficult to follow along. And this man in drag basically um is getting really into it and his her hair is falling out and uh the dress is getting all messed up and they're getting food everywhere and it is just starting to get really strange um and then the empire we we get a little glimpse glimpse of darth vader and they're looking they're looking for the rebels they're still looking for the rebels um so they've decided they're going to go basically door to door looking for these rebels um, and for, for some unlucky reason, it looks like they're going to start on this planet that, uh, Chewie's family is on because they set up a blockade around the family, uh, around the planet. And to let everyone on the planet know the empire just drops in on their computer. Like this, like siren starts blaring and all of a sudden you look at the screen and there's an Imperial officer telling the people that there's a blockade and that they're going to be stopping in door to door to look for these rebels. Um, Lumpy, the son, I'm going to try and find an audio clip to put in here of Lumpy. I'm going to put it right here. Is that not the most annoying noise you've heard in your entire life? And you hear it over and over and over in the first 30 minutes. A lumpy just, that's his normal talking voice. That's just his noise when, noise that he makes when he talks. And like they decided to make that a main character in the movie, a main sound of the main character in the movie, and no subtitles. So you're literally just listening to this child wookie make this noise and it's it's a mistake that's what it is so that's basically what's happening in the first 30 minutes now someone has come where i left off somebody has come to the um wookie household here and they brought gifts um and so they just they gave a gift to lumpy and to mala and now we're seeing the gift that they gave to uh, Itchy, the grandfather, and basically they sit him in this chair, and the guy giving them gifts puts this little disc in the chair, and the chair is like this helmet thing that goes over their head, so it's like some sort of like virtual reality type of chair, and he's like, oh, you're really going to like this movie, it really, what did he even say, it's, I don't know, it's really good, he's like making sure that, he, that Itchy knows how good it is it's really good you're really gonna like this you're really gonna like this and so at 30 minutes is right when uh he puts the shield in front of his eyes the helmet on basically and he enters into this um psychedelic type of world here uh the first 
minute or so is just like noises and lights. And so we're going to see where this goes. So I'm going to pause my recording now and watch the next 30 minutes and let you guys know what's going on. So if you have to pee or get a drink or something, you can do that now. This episode of the Sort of Star Wars podcast is brought to you in part by The Gym, Donuts and Pastries. We all know that it's hard to find time to work out, but at The Gym, they have your solution. I know, I know, you're saying it sounds too good to be true. Well, it's not. I know The Gym sounds like a place to work out and exercise, but it's actually the name of a premier donut, pastry, and coffee shop. That's right. Not a single piece of workout equipment is at The Gym. Featuring a wide variety of succulent pastries and delicious donuts, the gym has everything you need to get your day started off right. And if anybody asks about your morning routine, just tell them you go to the gym every single morning. Plus, for the first time in your life, you'll be able to fulfill your New Year's resolution about going to the gym more often. Wow, congrats guy, you did it. And with their monthly membership plans, they make it even easier to enjoy a cream-filled dough ball and a cup of hot dirt water every single morning. Stop lifting weights. Start going to the gym. Sign up online today and use code SSWDollarDonut and you'll get your first month for just $1. That's SSWDollarDonut for your first month for only $1. A better morning routine is just a bite away. Now let's get back into the episode. Okay, welcome back. I know for you it was just a minute, but... For me, it's been 30. We're into, uh, just finished the second 30-minute section of Star Wars Holiday Special. Man. So, um, we're getting into Itchy's video virtual reality thing. Before we get into that, watching this makes me wonder about the other actors that are part of this movie, um that weren't a part of Star Wars and were not a part of anything after this. Do you think they're like, hey, guy, we want you to be in the Star Wars Holiday Special, and the guy's thinking like, yes, this is my big break. I'm going to be in Star Wars, the biggest movie ever. I'm going to be in the Holiday Special, and then I'll go on to be in the next movie, and I'm going to have eternal fame, when in actuality you've just been a part of the worst Star Wars of all time. All right. Sorry. The virtual reality um, piece that Itchy, which is uh, Chewbacca's dad, the virtual reality portion is extremely, extremely strange. So, um, and it goes back to like the guy who gave it to him is kind of like, oh yeah, you're really going to like this. And it's like kind of creepy. And then like, like I said, the psychedelic music started playing and there's lights going around and then all these lights start to form this human person, like head, torso thing. And this lady appears with like white beaded hair um, and a white dress. And um, she keeps talking about like, I'm your creation and I'm here. Uh, for your pleasure, enjoy me, I think you're adorable, but you don't have to tell me how you feel about me, because I know I'm your creation, and you, I'm your fantasy, and, and she's like, going on, she's talking very strangely, she's talking, like, almost like seductively, I don't know, sensually, it's, it's very strange, very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, I think of people who probably went and saw Star Wars with their, like, 10-year-olds, and they're like, man, that was so fun, that was a great movie, oh, man, I love Star Wars, don't you, Johnny? And Johnny's like, yeah, I loved it, it was so exciting, and the lightsabers, and the Force, and it's the starships, and it's so awesome. And then they're, like, watching the holiday special, and the dad and Johnny get to this part, and and Susan, too, Susan is there. Um, the daughter, of course, girls love Star Wars as well, okay, um, in this, in this scenario. And Johnny and Susan and, and dad are all there watching the holiday special on, on Thanksgiving. And, and then this weird part starts to happen where this lady starts talking 
very sensually about pleasure and enjoying her and and she's like dressed in this flowing gown and this low cut top and 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 you're like is this Star Wars? I'm so confused what I'm watching. It's so confusing. Um and so then Johnny and Susan never want to watch Star Wars again and it's a sad story but that's what happens. <laughs> um, man, this is probably why I usually have a co-host on here. Anyways, so this, she goes, like I said, she's talking, and then all of a sudden she breaks into song. We have another singing number, and or musical number, and it's six minutes long. Her singing some song I never heard of before in my life. Very strange. Um... And then it all just fades to black in his little virtual reality thing, and he pulls his head out. And um, then we get a quick glimpse of Han and Chewie, and looks like they've made it uh, to the planet, and they're landing, but they can't land too close because of the blockade. So they're landing pretty far away, um, and they're just gonna have to go on a long walk to get there. And then it goes back to the Wookiee house, and you hear a knock at the door, and they're like, <gasps> "It's Chewie and Han, they're here!" And you open the door, and <gasps> Oh no, it's the stormtroopers! Oh my goodness, the stormtroopers found them. Oh my goodness. Um, I should, I do, I, I skipped, I skipped something, sorry. Let me back up. Um, after the virtual reality weirdness, um, they do make, Mala makes another phone call, or Skype call, or Zoom call, or whatever you call it, where she just drops in on somebody's screen in some random room that they're in. And uh, it's Princess Leia and C-3PO. And it was after seeing Princess Leia and C-3PO that I realized that they are just showing all the Star Wars characters in their most recognizable outfits. Because I think back to when they showed Luke, he's working on a piece of machinery, but he's dressed in his orange flight suit. Um, which you only see him, you know, in the movie when he's about to fly something. Um, so there's no reason that he would be in that. Um, and then they show Han, and he's got the same thing he has all through the first movie, a white, like, collared kind of shirt with the black vest over top. And you also, when you see Leia, she's got her, like, flowing white dress on with her, like, cinnamon bun hairdo. Um, and so I think they're, like, really just, like, in case you didn't know who they are, now you can definitely recognize these people because of their signature outfits and looks. Um... Just so you know, you're watching Star Wars. Um, so we get to see Leia and C-3PO. Um, but they don't know where Han and Chewie are either. Um, anyways. So, like I said, the stormtroopers arrive. Um, and they're searching the residence for any signs of the Rebel Alliance. Um, and it's it's kind of strange they're like arguing with the wookies about searching the residence but you know they're the empire so they're going to do what they want to do and they see this box on the table which is which is the gift that mala got from this other guy um and the imperial guy's like what is this and and the guy that gave the gift is like oh let me show you and he like opens up the front um and it basically looks like a laptop, kind of, but it's, like, a lot deeper, bigger. Um, it looks, when he folds down the top to the side, it looks like it's, um, it's like a small theater or TV screen or something. And then they hit the play button on it, and we get another musical number. Um, so, so far... Well, I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that fact. So we get another thing. It's like another virtual, not virtual reality, but like some sort of like hologram where there's some noise that starts, some music starts, and then out of like the base of this laptop box, computer, whatever this thing is, theater, um, this band, this rock band starts starts playing a song, another song I've never heard of before, but it's Jefferson Starship, which they're a, a pretty popular rock band. I don't know them very well, but they play an entire song. So it's like four and a half, five minutes. It's got a decent guitar solo in the middle, um, but it's just them kind of in like a hologrammy type of look um, with this Imperial guy 
watching them like on this tiny uh, theater, um, and they just perform an entire song, and that's that's it, um, and that's that portion of the of the movie. Very strange. Um, they perform a song called "Light the Sky on Fire." Um, it's it's just really strange. Um, so. Shortly after that, they checked the the main floor of the residence while Jefferson Starship was playing. Now they have to try. Uh, now they have to check the upper deck, um, or the upper level. Excuse me, the upper level. And that's when like everybody like gets upset. They're like, if you and the Imperial guys like, if you see anything about the Rebel Alliance, let me know right away. And then Lumpy's like, no, don't look up in my bedroom. And Itchy, the grandpa's like, no, don't look up in his bedroom. And, I mean, I guess, because, I, again, I don't have subtitles. I'm just going off of their actions, so I'm guessing that's what they're saying. Um, and the Imperials are like, we're going to do it. And so they're, like, they're like trying to distract Lumpy from what's going on. Because he's just a, a kid, a kid Wookiee. And so they take Lumpy, and they sit him down and put these headphones on him, and they put him in front of another screen. So, so far, we've got the computer terminal that she's checking to see if... Um, <clears throat> checking to see if she can find where Han is. So we got the computer terminal. Then we got the monitor that she that she's been checking on Luke um, on that she saw Luke on. Then she's got the monitor in the kitchen that she was watching the cooking show on. And then they got the hollow chest table that they watched the acrobats on. Then they have the virtual reality chair uh, where the guy created his own lady for his pleasure. And that, and then you got the little tiny theater where Jefferson Starship played, and then now you have this other little gaming-looking device with headphones that Lumpy's playing with, um, because he needs to be distracted from uh, what's actually happening. Um, and so, like I said earlier, you got like all this. Star Wars was not about all this weird stuff. Like that was not like the point of it. But this program is like. Look at all the cool gadgets of the future. Look at all this cool gadgets. And it can all play music and do weird things. And, like, I just don't understand how this is Star Wars. Um, I got 37 minutes left. Where do we leave off here? Oh, the last, about the last 10 minutes, actually, of this movie, or of this section, is uh, it starts into the animated series, into the animated portion. So Lumpy starts playing his video game. And that's when it switches to the animation. The animation that we're watching is the video game. And the animation is a story of Luke and Chewbacca and Han. And uh, that's when they find Boba Fett. Boba Fett is like right around minute 54. He's riding like a dinosaur. He's got his like, um, what do you, plasma gun. I forget what it's called. Um, and... He's the first time Boba Fett is introduced, and he's uh, trying to find these rebels. For Darth Vader, you find out. Um, Darth Vader hired him to find these rebels. And that's kind of where we leave off um, at the end of the first hour. And um, it's pretty interesting animation. Um, Boba comes in, and he helps him out a little bit. But in the process, he tells Darth Vader where they're at. And then right before he leaves, he said, we'll see you again. And he, like, jettisons out the uh, out the Millennium Falcon and goes somewhere. We don't know where. Um, but they're on this. Yeah, it's, like, getting confusing because now we got a story inside of a story um, with this animation. But the animation style is so strange. Um, it's kind of like if if you know the show Recess... Um, that used to play it reminds me of that animation style but it's like if the person drew it with their left hand instead of their or sorry i i'm so sorry to all the left handers out there it's like if the person drew it with their non-dominant hand um and that uh that's what the i mean it's better than i could draw um, but it's a very strange animation style, um, to tie to Star Wars. So, um, that's where we're leaving off here. And so I got 37 more minutes to try and get through it. We'll see how we feel at one hour and 30 minutes if I just want to go ahead and finish the last seven minutes. So, 
Stay with me. Let's get through this. We can do it. Be right back. And now it's time for Relaxing Rhymes with Riot. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have a haiku for you. Please enjoy. Skin blistered, flesh scorched, teeth gnaw between broken bones. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us today for Relaxing Rhymes with Riot. Have a blessed day. Wow. Well, guys, I have officially, for the first time in 32 years of life, watched the holiday special from Star Wars. It's exciting stuff, I know. So here's what happened in the last 37 minutes. Um, this, there, I found, <laughs> I found myself over and over again, just like with this, having this face on of confusion and like, what is happening? I'm so confused. What is happening? So, um, okay. So Lumpy is watching his video game thing, um, and the stormtroopers are tearing his room apart, looking for signs of the rebellion. Um, like, literally tearing it apart. Like, taking his stuffed animals and ripping the heads off. And taking every single thing off the shelf and throwing it onto the floor. And as soon as they're done, the lead they don't find anything, of course. And the lead guy is like, go put your room... No. <laughs> he says, go clean your room. And, like, he said, just says, go clean your room... To Lumpy, and they just tore it apart, kind of a jerk move. But and then they show Lumpy going up to his room, and like he sees his stuffed animal with the head torn off of it, and he's like sad and almost crying, and like you feel bad for him, and he goes and like puts the stuffed animal in his bed and like covers it up with a blanket, and he's and then he remembered the toy that the guy got him for for a life day, and so he goes and he puts the instructional video in for the toy that he got. Um, cause we need another video device yet. So there's an, this was on a different video device. He's watching the instructional video for the toy. It's like this, like computer looking, um, like data board type thing. Um, and you find out it's a translator, um, or it can make, it can, you can make it sound like somebody's talking with it. I'm not really sure. So he ends up using that. Um, to trick the stormtroopers into leaving. So he makes this thing come across um, what they think is their radio saying, return to base, return to base. And so the stormtroopers are like, okay, yeah, we got to go back to base, but we're going to leave one of our guys here, just one of the stormtroopers. Um, so it's, it's very strange. Um, so they leave. And um, leave one of their guys there. And um, they quickly figure out, um, the stormtrooper that's left there figures out that it was this little toy that was making the noise of return to base. It wasn't the actual Imperial uh, Army at all telling them to do that. So he goes and destroys Lumpy's new toy. So first they tear apart his room and tear the heads off his stuffed animal and then they go and destroy his brand new toy um and the the stormtrooper is like chasing lumpy around and runs out into the deck of the house and guess who's there chewy and han and han knocks the gun out of the stormtrooper's hand and the stormtrooper lunges for the gun and he falls off the the deck of the house and if you know anything about wookie houses on kashyyyk or Kazook, as they said earlier in this Star Wars special. They are like hundreds of feet off the ground. They're like tree houses. So this guy falls to his death, basically. Um, 
multiple times throughout this last 37 minutes, the Empire keeps hopping on the TV and, like, would, like, say a message to everybody. Like, and so they do it again after after this guy falls off the deck and they're like, this is a service attention bulletin looking for troop number one, blah, 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 blah. I forget what he says. You know, I wasn't really paying that much attention. But basically... They're looking for this guy. <clears throat> he's not responding. And so they're putting like a, you know, a notice out that he should turn his comm link on and get back to them. Like, what, they wouldn't do that. This doesn't even make any sense. I'm so confused. Um, something else really strange happens. Oh, before this. Sorry, I have to back up a little bit. I skipped over an important part. So let me back up just a minute before all the stormtroopers leave, okay? So, in one of these messages that come across on the TV, all the stormtroopers are still at uh, the Wookiee house. And this guy comes on from the Imperial Army and he's like, Attention all Imperial officers and personnel. This is a mandatory watching. I don't know. Basically, he's saying, Everybody in the Imperial Army has to watch this program. That's going to be displayed on the screens. And so you think it's going to be some sort of like. uh, Look for these rebels. Or you know if you see these people. Arrest them or I don't know. Something like that. But then it's like. It's like a life on Tatooine. Um, At first I thought it was a a soap opera. Um, Because it like shows life on Tatooine. And goes inside the cantina. Mos Eisley Cantina. And there's a barkeep there. And this guy comes in and he's in love with a barkeeper and they're playing the, you know, the cantina song. You know the song. You know the song. And play that same song. And so they go back. This this patron comes in to talk to the barkeep and he's in love with her. And they're going back and forth about, you know, she doesn't love him, but he loves her. And I think it's like a soap opera. Um, and then again, this guy comes on the screen, um, that they're watching the soap opera, soap opera on being like, everyone, uh, needs to return to their own houses, um, because we're looking for these rebels. And then you go back into the bar, most Eisley, and you see that they saw the message too. So was this a live stream of the cantina, most Eisley? It's so confusing. Like, there's so many times when I just was, like, face scrunched, mouth agape, wondering what in the world is happening. Um, And so, naturally, it moves into this musical number where the barkeeper is singing, like, one last round or whatever. She's trying to get everybody to leave the bar. And um, so... I don't know if this was supposed to be a musical. I'm surprised at the amount of musical numbers. I didn't really think that that was going to be the case before I started this. Um, Very confusing. A very confusing scene. Um, I still am not sure, even after finishing it, I'm not sure if that was reality or a program, um, like a a scripted program they were watching. It was, it was, I was confused. I still am. Um, and I think the lady that is a barkeeper is kind of famous or was kind of famous in 1978 because at the beginning of the document or at the beginning of the holiday special, they called her out as like a, like a special appearance by and said her name. Um, so I don't know who she was, but she sang a song as well. Um, and so we do have some good things that happened here at the end. Um, mostly it's just the music. We do get the force theme in the last, uh, like 15 minutes. Uh, we get the, um, throne room march or the throne room and end credits scene from a new hope. Uh, I mean the music, not the scene. Um, okay. Let's stop there. Um, we're getting very close to the end of, of the holiday special and, the Wookiee family is reunited. Solo leaves. He said, I gotta leave before someone finds a falcon, so I'm gonna head out. You guys 
enjoy your life day. And so the Wookiees come together and they get these like glowing orb things. They look like, they look like uh, candles, like with balls of glass around them. I'm not really sure what they are. And all four of them grab one and they just hold them up in the air. And so the camera zooms really far in on one of them. And then it shows, and then it zooms back out. And all four of the Wookiees are now wearing maroon robes holding their globes. And then it like switches into like a different scene where all these people, they're all wearing the same maroon robes and they're walking into a bright light. It's like a parade. It's like a, it's, it, it's like a long line of beings walking into a bright light, all holding these globes. So naturally, I'm like, what in the world? Like, this is like, this is not Star Wars. Come on. What is happening? Um, <clears throat> I'm beginning to figure out why this got a 2.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, it's got like a 20% uh, Rotten Tomato score or something. I don't know. It's horrible. But uh, so they're going into this bright white light and then they end up on this like other celestial plane. It looks like it's like all foggy and everybody there is wearing these maroon robes. And there's uh, Chewie there with his family and a bunch of other people or beings. Um, and then he's like looking around at everybody and looking at his family and then out pops Han and Luke, and Leia, and they're there too, and C-3PO and R2-D2, they're all there. I don't know how they got to this celestial plane. I didn't see them have any, like, glowing balls, um, but they ended up there as well. And I am not really sure. Um, they're not wearing maroon robes. Um, and so Leia goes into this thing about how, like, uh, this life day is for you guys, but we all celebrate it and we hope for peace and, you know, love. And that's the way of the tree of life. And I'm like, hold on. What? What is happening here? What does the tree of life um, have to do with anything? And then she starts singing. Carrie Fisher starts singing some song about love and harmony and... Uh, I don't know. It was really hard to listen. Um, it was really hard to pay attention. And and I'm not even doing anything else. I'm literally just watching this movie. And uh, so Carrie Fisher sings this long song. And uh, they're all looking around at each other. And uh, the, the song close to like the middle slash end starts like having the Force theme in the background. And the Star Wars theme in the background. Like she's singing to it, but the words and the tones that she's singing don't match up with the tune of the Star Wars song, like the opening credits song. Um, and so I, <clears throat> so yeah, I just get really confused then. And and then the song does wrap up um, eventually. It seems like after quite a while, this, the song does wrap up and um, it turns into a montage we get kind of um, a musical, like, uh, it's, the, it's the throne room song that happens at the end of The New Hope. But then we get a montage of the first movie. We keep seeing clip after clip fading in and out from scenes from the first movie of Chewbacca and the happenings of the first movie. And then it shows him um, looking at everybody and fades out, fades back into him at the dinner table with his family. Uh, celebrating, they're about to eat dinner on Life Day, and then it fades back out again. And that's it. That's the end of the holiday special. It was um, a real treat. Uh, I'm not sure I'll ever watch it again. I think I probably will at some point, um, just to see how long I can get Melody to watch it before she quits. Um... I don't know if I said this earlier or not, but this is something that I had been wanting to do for a while, watch this movie, um, but I really couldn't get anybody else to watch it with me. I wouldn't even want to put anybody else through that, um, what I just witnessed, 
And I'm glad that I can say that I finally watched the whole thing and I know what's happening, but it is um, nearing 2 a.m. Um, and I do have work. I do have to be at work in about five hours. So I should probably be wrapping this thing up. I think I want to skip the fact of the podcast this episode. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and skip that. But I do want to shout out to the patrons. You guys know who you are. I don't have the list in front of me right now, but I appreciate you guys greatly. Um, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it was kind of like a last minute kind of thing, trying to think of what I can do with Thanksgiving and, and Star Wars together. Um, and seeing that this came out right around Thanksgiving in 1978, I thought it was a good choice. And it gives me a good excuse to watch it, even though I don't know that I needed to. Um, and I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, try not to eat too much. I know I already have eaten too much. Um, I, can, I can tell my future self has already eaten too much. And um, we'll see you all at the gym on Monday. Monday morning, first thing, we'll be at the gym, work off that mashed potato belly and um go check out the holiday special at least watch the animated part it's a short 15 minute section in the middle it's interesting it's got boba fett you can see the first time boba fett was in in a star war and uh could be kind of interesting for you to see but it's kind of strange as well anyways thanks everyone for listening if you made it this far you're doing awesome be safe Be courteous. Bye. See you later, alligator.